When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Tom Bernard Show with... JB. Melissa <laughs> Kirk. Andy Brent Bernard. Cassie Schrader. JB, you okay now? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Okay, what was your name again? I said JB. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Walzer Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walzer way. Upfront, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. What you might not know is they are the only automotive group that is a member of the Keystone Club. They join such great Minnesota companies as General Mills, Target, Cargill, the Twins, Wolves, and Vikings in pledging 5% pre-tax profits to local charities. It's a great example of their core values. Do the right thing, display positive energy, be open-minded, and lead by example. So if you're in the market for a new or used car, check out walzer.com or stop into one of their dealerships. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake, and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start asking you questions, or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Step inside, walk this way, you and me, babe. Hey, hey. That's a great song. Didn't he say he gets credit or something? Or he wanted to get like a nickel for every time that was used in yes. a stripper song? <laughs> he did, damn. Pour some sugar on me. Probably retire on that. Oh, alone. God, yes. Um, I came across this headline this morning and I read it and I went, well, that's kind of a jerky thing for LeBron James to do. But then you have to read the story of why he said it. I'm really getting sick of headline writers sensationalizing everything. Here's the headline. LeBron James says he regrets giving his oldest son, Bronny James, his own name. That's not how it happened. He was asked by a reporter, do you regret giving your oldest son your name? And he said, yes, I kind of do. He was asked a question. Mm -hmm. He didn't just come out and say, oh, God, I really regret naming you that kid. They make it look like he was, I don't know. They made it look like he was a pain in the ass, and that's not it at all. Uh, Well, he hasn't explicitly stated that part of the reason for joining the Los Angeles Lakers in free agency was because of the various business and media opportunities in the city. It's pretty clear that was a a factor in LeBron James' decision. And speaking of, guess who has a new show coming out on HBO? That's right, LeBron James. 
His new talk show, The Shop, will debut later next month. And it's going to be a talk show format set aside, uh, set inside a barber shop. That's been done already, LeBron, <laughs> many times. Yes. LeBron will be joined on the show by various stars in both sports and entertainment. And we've now got a clip from the first episode. There's a pretty interesting uh, discussion about LeBron being a parent. At one point, he notes that he regrets giving. He does not note. He's asked. John Stewart asks him, what do you say to your kid, though, like living up to you being their dad? They're playing the same sport that you played better than anyone else in the world has ever played it. How do you give them peace of mind that they don't have to be you? That's how the whole thing started. And then LeBron said, I still regret giving my uh, 14-year-old son my name because of that. Like when I was younger, I didn't have a dad. So my whole deal was when I have a kid, not only is he going to be a junior, I'm going to do everything that this man didn't do. They're going to experience things I didn't experience. The only thing I can do is give them the blueprint, and it's up to them to take their own course whenever that time comes. So he didn't say, I regret giving the name. Well, uh... Bob Sansevier and Pat Royce, I've heard them talk about this several times. Oh, you have? How they hate headline writers. Oh, I do too. Headline writers are terrible. Because they take and put their own, basically put their own spin on the story. That's exactly right. And most people only read the headline and get upset. That's what I did. And don't uh, dwell deeper into the story and actually read what they've you know, what they actually are trying to say. And they said it drives them nuts half the time because some headline writer in the, you know, in some room somewhere changed the whole thought of their story. Yeah, there it is. I, I See, that's the whole thing. You, you have to read the story, not just the headline before you get upset, because I got upset because I thought LeBron just out of nowhere said, I regret giving you my name. That's what it looked like he did, and he did not do that. Not at all. Uh-oh. We got to another problem with hashtag Me Too, Cassie. Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> the New Yorker is poised to publish an article by Ronan Farrow that includes allegations of sexual misconduct on the part of embattled CBS chairman and CEO Leslie Moonves. He's married to who, Julie Chen? I think so. I think Julie Chen's his wife, isn't she? A spokesperson for the New Yorker says, we don't comment on pieces we haven't published. Sources with knowledge of the article say it delves into the broader culture at CBS and will publish later today on the magazine's website. CBS said in a statement that this is uh, that it is investigating the claims made against Moonves. All allegations of personal misconduct are to be taken seriously. The network stated, the independent directors of CBS have come, uh, committed to investigating claims that violate the company's clear policies in that regard. Upon the conclusion of that investigation, which involves recent reported allegations that go back several decades, uh, the board will promptly review the findings and take appropriate action. Here's the problem that I have with all that stuff. I want to see if it's the same one I'm having. Go ahead. Show Um, me the proof. That's my problem. Here's what I don't like. All of these big Hollywood stars try to claim they didn't know anything about this. I never heard anything about it. You are flat out lying. Yeah, that's Hollywood for you. That is Hollywood for you. These people cannot behave. First of all, it's all about them, more me now. A lot of what Hollywood does is based on sex. It just is. Having sex with this person, with that person, you have sex with me, and then I'll give you a bigger role. A lot of it is based on that. Yeah, it's almost like a sex cult. It's weird. Absolutely it (laughs) is. I do not like Hollywood. You are 100% correct. Uh, I don't know what Leslie Moonves did. I don't know Leslie Moonves. But if people like Meryl Streep come out again and say, oh, I never heard of that, you're lying. And we know you're lying. I, I don't think I've worked anywhere where somebody said... Oh, there's a don't. Brian's here. Good. Um, I just come on in, both of you. Oh, here's trouble. Here's trouble. No, I had a a thuggy looking Italian guy just walked in. I had a totally different um, thought on all this, which was okay. Wasn't he part of? Wasn't he part of the people that was firing all these guys? That's correct. That that was the thing yep. that was going through my brain. So you have a guy who was firing all these people, who's now going to be indica- uh, indicated, indicted, di- indicted. Oh, indicted. So you yeah. think it's kind of a or get back at him? I don't know if it's a get back at him. It's like implicated. That's the yeah. word we were looking yeah, for. <laughs> That's what right. we're talking about. But um, 
for me, it's like, well, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna hold that person accountable for that, shouldn't you hold yourself accountable for that? I would think so. Yeah, Brian, we're talking about the fact, and we're talking about. Uh, Leslie Moonves now has been accused of inappropriate sexual Interesting. Behavior. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what yeah, I yeah, felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tell me why you're interested. Because uh, I once read, uh, tested for a pilot for uh, for that channel, and he didn't uh, book me. So I kind of like what bad things happen to people who <laughs> screw me over. <laughs> nah, anyway, whatever. The last thing he cares about is what I think. You know. But here's what I, I mean. You, you live in that world. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, w- I was saying this earlier when, when it was Harvey Weinstein and all these actors came out and said, oh, I didn't know anything about that. You're lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You flat out are lying. You knew about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that it was your job to step in and beat up Harvey Weinstein or anything, but they knew. So stop trying to say you did I imagine know. they kept their mouths shut for the same reason the girls kept their mouths shut, that they were worried about their careers, you know. it's it's. Well, there you go. It's just a, when you have somebody who sacrifices themselves to... Uh, for somebody else, it's rare. That's why they make movies out of those people. You know? Yeah, it's very, very yeah, true. Yeah. I wouldn't. I would have kept my mouth shut and just masturbated in the corner. <laughs> I, I'm why just, do you I'm have to look joking. at me I'm when joking. you say that? <laughs> <laughs> He's looking right at me I'm when he right. says it. I apologize. <laughs> no, nah, don't worry I'm about sorry, my feelings, sorry. Brian. It's great to see you. Everything, Same here. Everything's going well? Uh, it was okay, you know. What do you get back on TV? You got to be on TV. I've been well. I'm, now I'm a guest role guy. I'm a, I have the age yeah, and yeah, weight, a, and like I, the age and the weight. The age and weight where I'm a guest okay. role guy. Like I did. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm dying up here this year. I, did sh- I just taped Shameless last week. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a mango in a commercial right you, now. You were telling me a mango. <laughs> yeah, was that I'm, for I'm Fruit of the mango. Loom or what? That was no, no. I was, I was, they, don't, they can't afford mangoes. So it's <laughs> just grapes and. And a banana. That's right, bananas yeah. and grapes, which is kind of interesting. It's underwear and it's a banana and some grapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's an apple, which doesn't really fit. Oh, there's an apple. There's, mm-hmm. there's an apple, and then there's like a piece of cabbage. I cannot. But anyway, uh, but now I'm a mango, and I've done some other things, but the mango is the most interesting, I think. Yeah. Because I used to be third lead in sitcoms, and now I'm, I'm fourth mango. Is this the commercial where the four mangoes are That's sitting right. there drinking a mango? It's really, it's the only commercial with mangoes in it. So. Right, yeah, but yeah. they're drinking. Mango We're drinking drink. one of our friends, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then there's another one where I get mad and knock over a cup and nobody cares. <laughs> I care. It was I a care long, it was twelve hours. <laughs> I care deeply about what happens with you. It was twelve hours of being a mango makeup, which was <laughs> it was hard. It was very actually and you had to puppeteer your own hands. Oh, I yeah, suppose, yeah. yeah. And then there's the negative side of it, because it, uh, it's positive to be a mango. Since yeah. it's only on cable, I get paid crap. If it aired once on a network, oh, I, I would get money. Isn't that amazing? So here I was thinking I'd get out of debt, and now I'm just still right back in the same crap. I would like to know something. Sure. Don't the Roku channels, uh, the Amazons, the Hulus, the Netflix, mm-hmm. don't they have a much bigger audience now than broadcast, <laughs> what used to be broadcast television? I think they split it. I, I, uh, I'm not quite sure, but I do know the pay is less. Why? I don't know. Hey, I did voiceover for 30 years, and I do yeah. remember that. Yeah. If I was on CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox. The money is good. Tons of money. Yep. And if not, you got like $2. Yeah, yeah. And everybody thinks you're doing well because you post on Facebook, hey, I'm in a mango commercial. Right, right. Hey, can I borrow $500? And I'm like, no, I was going to ask you. <laughs> I'm a freaking mango. <laughs> Nothing wrong with being a freaking mango. Yeah. I was hoping nobody would recognize me, but everybody has. So now I just accept the fact that I'm a, I'm a mango. I, just, I find it odd that they would have to, in this day of age, have to put you in a costume. You think that I look like a mango normally? Oh! <laughs> I would have thought they would just oh, Photoshop. Yeah, you're, uh, that takes a lot more money CGI than just mango. making right. a mango. <laughs> it's weird they put us in a they they made a facial cast of us and you can only breathe through your nostrils and you can't open your mouth and mm-hmm. you can't open your eyes and they're pouring plaster on your head. Oh yeah, I would not it, it like was terrifying. It was yeah. about an hour. I was terrified. I was terrified. That's how they used to make goalie masks for hockey. Oh yeah, yeah. and they said Meatloaf was there the week before and he had a nervous breakdown hmm. while he, while they the were making cement. Yeah, they were pouring stuff on his head and he just flipped out. Well, you're Italian. The word cement means something different. <laughs> yeah, it is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was terrifying. But it was, it was fine. It was fine. And it's been a good year, but then I would also have been on. Superior Donuts, which is now canceled. I had nothing to do with that being canceled. Why didn't, why didn't people like Superior Donuts? Because I thought it was good. It, is, it was good. You know, this is my theory about television shows. Fowler? If you watch, uh, if you, I, I was, like, when I was there when they were taping it, it was really funny. Mm-hmm. And then when you see it, you're like, and other shows like it, 
you're like, that's probably the fifth take or the sixth take. Oh, yeah. Why yeah. did they use the first take? And, you know, when you watch Everybody Loves Raymond, they have these big, long laughs. And you're right. like, that's got to be the first take. Yeah. So that means they wrote the script short. Instead of 44 double pages, double space pages, they wrote 38. So they can keep in two minutes of laughs. And that, I think, is what separates a great sitcom from a good sitcom. Is if you can just keep it short and not be so in love with your writing and learn to cut oh, lines very good and point. keep those giant laughs. Because the director is freelance. He's hired. And he wants to get hired back. So he's going to make sure every line in the script is in there. Yeah. So he's going to use six take, seven take. So that's what I've noticed. When I was on, when I did that show with Pam Anderson, we, we would get big laughs. Then I'd watch it and I'd go, this is take four. Why'd they, do, why'd they use take four? And why do they? Because they like their own writing? But they, they, the, the director thinks he's not going to get hired back unless he keeps all the lines oh, in there. So God. he's like, let's do it again. The laughs are too long. They time it out. You know. And But personally, if I ever had on show, I would... I would write 36 pages and keep in the first takes. So the first takes are magical. The, you know, Brad Garrett's full of energy. The crowd's never seen it before. Right, They're laughing. Right, right. And by the time you do the fifth take, the actors are asleep. The crowd's asleep. You know. That's true. That's my theory. No, I think you're absolutely right about that. So they defeat their own purpose, and you pay the price because it gets canceled. Yeah, but again, again, we get the shows for free. So who are we <laughs> to complain? It's all really. It's really yeah, weird. That I, whole thing is very weird. Yeah. I don't. I got to tell you a real quick story about sure. that. About that running on cable, many years ago, I did the uh, the voiceover for all the McDonald's commercials for the 1984 Olympics. Did you really? That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. I did that for like 30 years. It was a wonderful business. And I always tell people the reason I don't do it anymore is because actors realized it wasn't beneath them to do commercials. Now they're all doing it. Now they're all doing it. Yeah. And they're making all the dough. And yeah. And the one the example I always give is. Uh, one of the last things, I, huge things like with the big dough in it that I auditioned for, they said, well, it's down to three of you. It's you, Paul Newman, and Gene Hackman. I'm oh like, my God. Oh, okay, yeah, that's good. But this kid, <laughs> this, I played the dad, and this kid was in it. Right. And he was four, like four years old. And he right. had his stage mom with him. His mom yeah, yeah, yeah. I was hit on them. This is a true story. Now, this kid's going to make, there's seven commercials. Mm-hmm. He's going to make seven hundred thousand uh-huh. dollars because it ran so much on television. Make a yeah. hundred grand per commercial. Right. So we get in there to do the first take, and we do the take, and the director says, "That's fantastic. That was wonderful." Why don't we try another one? The four-year-old goes, "Why?" <laughs> I'm like, you, you, "You stay, kid." And the director because I I want to do another take. And the kid says, and I quote. Okay, I'll do one more, but that's it. Wow. He says this. He's wow. four years old. Wow. And mom's back to going, right? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I'd worked with this guy a number of times before the producer. Yeah. All over the um, He looks at me and goes, hey, Tom, why don't we take a lunch break? I said, oh, yeah, okay, that's fine. We worked a full minute now, yeah, yeah. so uh, <laughs> why don't we take a lunch break? So we take a lunch break, the kid's and the kid it. never came Oh, back. that's so I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Why do I enjoy stuff like that? That's but, but That's so shouted for you, but that's great. You know, the kid's still back. talking about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he, oh, he's yes, totally cool. spinning the story and makes him the innocent person. No oh, I love it. about mm-hmm. it. Kid, you're that's 40 hilarious. But it was all based on his mother's reaction to him. Yeah. He wanted to impress his mother more than he wanted to impress a director to produce. He was too young to understand. No doubt. What I've learned as a, when I was a regular on shows, I would speak and people would listen. They'd take my, and I didn't, I never realized why. And then later on when I was a guest role, I quickly learned just don't say anything ever. Good plan. Just keep your mouth shut. You have no opinions. Don't talk ever, ever. Even if you know what's wrong. We got to take a break. We'll be right back in two minutes. More with Brian right after this. He's at me tonight and tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30. Back in a couple of minutes, Tom Bernard Show. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been to lose weight at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth with their weight loss plan. I'm down over 77 pounds and I have one more round to go to shed the rest of my unwanted pounds. Find out how to have success losing weight like I did by attending the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth free informational dinner. It is on Monday, August 20th, 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. That extra baggage melts away really fast, and one of the best parts is it's just so easy. I am never, ever hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has educated me on clean eating, and I now know the foods that work for me and the weight gain trigger foods. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth will guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and they can help you, too. Register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on August 20th. 
Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. If you are a homeowner, you do not want to miss this free event. We are hosting a free seller workshop where we are going to teach you how to net between thirty dollars to $60,000 more on your home sale. Plus, we are going to share our proven systems that will instantly put the control back in your corner. Guarantee yourself the results you deserve when it comes time to sell your house. Our exclusive workshop will be sold out shortly, so call now to secure your free ticket by calling 763-401-SOLD or by visiting sellerworkshop.com. This free seller workshop will be held the week of August 6th. The last workshop sold out very fast, so hurry and call Chris Lindahl Real Estate today to save your free ticket. So call now, 763-401-SOLD, or visit sellerworkshop.com for times, locations, and to secure your free ticket. Okay, you know how it works. Uh, I don't promote people that aren't the real deal or don't do the right thing. This is not a bare-bones situation at all. And the best part is it's free. Ooh, a little Led Zeppelin. Now we're talking. I love Led Zeppelin. There's actually a news story that just came out that Robert Plant is contemplating reuniting. Oh, my God. He's always said never, 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 never. Yeah. Last time I talked to Robert Plant about that, this is a true story. I'm interviewing him on KQ. Mm -hmm. And I said, Robert, what do you think? You ever going to get back together with Ben? He goes, never, never, never. I want to do two things. I want to play tennis and fornicate. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, okay, well, oh, yeah, they're both pretty strenuous. You might want to sit down. Yeah, you know, getting some rest in. Before, <laughs> lest anyone thinks that I made $700,000 off of those McDonald's commercials, that didn't happen. Yeah. I should have, but I didn't, and here's why. Why? Because they were released for the 1984 Olympics. Uh-huh. And a couple of days after they were released, a guy walked into a McDonald's in San Ysidro, California, and killed 27 people, and they shut the whole campaign down. Oh. That's amazing. Like, people are going to associate that. Why didn't he go to Jack in a Box? Yeah. Isn't it amazing? I'm sorry that happened. Yeah, I am too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really sad that I, I have a whole history of that. Like, I did the first time I did oh, Conan, yeah, Tim, Tim Russert died upstairs. Oh, we had to Conan. I like Tim Russert. Yeah, yeah, and so the whole staff was sad, and, everyone, and Conan's coming out crying, and I go out on the stage, and everybody's sad. And I'm like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> and then I was on Very Ferguson, sad. and my opening joke was about how to kill people and get away with it. And then the, the, the Joker in the, the movie theater killed everybody in Aurora. Oh, yeah. Aurora. Aurora, yeah, they had, so, yeah. so they, they had to cut that set. Oh, I go to Ottawa, and the guy that shoots the the, 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 the soldier in Ottawa, and the, the shows get canceled. Oh, yeah. I think I'm like the Forrest Gump of bad things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where I go, just horrible things happen. That stuff does happen to a lot of people. Though. I'm sorry that happened to you. That's oh, what are you gonna do? You know, like I said, next. Like I said, just go to Jack. Go to Del Taco. Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with that? Shoot him. It looks already shut up. He's the guy, by the way, they still use his quote because his wife, when he grabbed his rifle and stood up to walk to the front door, his wife said... Why am I laughing at this? Well, it's true, though. As he's walking to the front door, his wife says, where are you going? And he said, and I quote, to hunt man. Mm -hmm. That's where that came from. Really? And then his wife didn't call the cops or try to stop him. She was just like, have fun. So that's amazing to me. She had no clue this was going to happen. Like she didn't no. see him bring the rifle into the into the McDonald's in the first place. I that's what I'm wondering. Well, yeah, your husband leaves you that house with a rifle and says he's going to h- go hunt man. Maybe yeah. you should call someone. But <laughs> was she in the McDonald's with him? I no. don't think so. No, okay. there was a bunch of children though. He killed a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. Oh Jesus, that's a lot less funny now. Nah, I feel like a jerk for even thinking of the next thought, which I'm going to drop. I, have, I do often wonder though. The funny part of that would be, you think the four-year-old went, see, <laughs> it was never going to be any good, and I knew it, so. Well, that's fine. Whatever works. Oh, man. That, that's horrible. I'm are sorry. You, are you doing a lot of, a lot of commercials? I mean, the, like voice, do you do direct well, well, the voiceover I, as well? I did do a voiceover for one show for four years. I was going on the fifth year, and it got canceled because it was Louis C.K., Oh, uh, so man. that's uh, that's done for now. For now. Just because a guy likes to masturbate in front of women, you, you take the pipe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's not fair. And I, uh, the, he got, we got, uh, he got put in with Weinstein, and I didn't think that was entirely, yeah, he did. No, he entirely did. fair. I think they both need to be dealt with and punished. But yeah, one was a little, that was a little harsh. Now, do you do just voiceover for commercials? Uh, I try to. I read all the time. Why wouldn't you? I mean, why wouldn't? Because you have Cause a they, great voice. Everyone, thank you. Everyone's doing badly, so they're all hiring their friends. That's, oh, that's pretty much. Oh, that's it? Ever since the economy dropped, I would say, in 2010, 
it's it feels like it's been like that. You know, yeah. people are just hiring their friends because nobody's doing well. You really? Know? Yeah, nobody's doing well. Yeah, I suppose that's right. I I stopped doing it in about 2010. That's that, when that, I stopped yeah. doing it. It's so, like everybody does it now. Like does Morgan Freeman need to be in a Sprite commercial? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I can't. They, anybody be sitting in that chair? They got to make it more Freeman. It's, it's unfair. Those were the fun days when I lived in New York doing that stuff. And Jeffrey Holder, you know, the, mm. these are cola nuts. They grew here. That guy, <laughs> I just worked with those guys. It was like, God, you have a phenomenal voice. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. I don't know. I think I got a bit of a New York twang, which sometimes might, no. hold, might hold me back. You don't think so? No. no. You, you have a great voice for doing voice. Seriously, who's your agent? You want me to call him? I'll tell him, hey, listen. Actually, him. I just got dropped by my agents. Yeah. What? Exactly. Because I, uh, I don't know. They just dropped me. But one person still likes me there and is still sending me out against their will. Against their will. So what's the agency? <laughs> uh, yeah, screw them. I could say it. It was it was Atlas, oh, and they uh, they they send me like five auditions a week, and I do them all. And I'm literally almost got evicted because I'm yelling out like voices. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And then there's all these video games where you're like, everybody's gonna die. People people are moving and complaining. <laughs> you can't have that. You know, but I, I did a lot of yeah. you know, and I booked a lot of stuff with them. But I guess it wasn't enough. If Louis was still on the air, they would have kept me. But that's all it went. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. But that's bye bye. Is he ever coming back? I think everybody knows that what he did wasn't uh, on a scale of one to ten. It was a five. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that people are going to welcome him back. And if anybody can explain it in a funny way, it's him. But I think it's going to be like three years. He, the women knew he was going to do it, didn't they? I wasn't there, but according to the articles, it sounded like uh, he, he sounded like they knew. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't. I know the girls. And oh, so, you do? Okay. Yeah, I, I know three of them. And if they if they felt that way, then they felt that way. And I so it's like I can't. Yeah. You know, no, I, I imagine. Mean, but the thing is, to me, it's like I like what Dave Chappelle said. This business is full of horrible things every day. For example, while I'm performing last night, somebody just yells out, The Hardy Boys! <laughs> and I'm like, what am I going to say to that? I was like, that's the stupidest heckle I've ever heard in my life. And it, just, it, screwed, up a whole, it screwed up five minutes, you know? Yeah, I can see that. And then his girlfriend meets me outside and is yelling at me. And I'm like, you're, yelling at, you're upset at me. You're upset at me because I got upset that he yelled out Hardy Boys. Like, this business is nonstop horrible things from day one to, to the last day. So a guy masturbating in front of you, there's a door, you leave, and you go tell everybody. That's your revenge. And then, But if they wanted to, if they, they took him down. They, they took him down. They did. Took away his TV show, his movie. God, that's true. He had a movie coming up. Yeah, they, they, they totally stripped him. And he was one of my, he is one of my favorites, so I hope he comes back. And I imagine he will, and I imagine he'll keep it in his pants this time. Part of what he did, and I'm not saying, it was, it was part of this, though. Unless Louis C.K. knew you, he was not pleasant to deal with at all. Mm. I mean, he was very difficult to deal with. Was he? Yeah, he was. Okay. I mean, he just he came off, I think it was probably insecurity, but he came off as extremely arrogant. Okay. But, you know, I just think it was anybody that's built it, I mean, he had it all going. Yeah, right? he, yeah. So he's probably very insecure about that, which is understandable. Most mm. people would be, unless they think they're wonderful. Yeah. So... Well, yeah, I don't really know. I imagine everybody's different. You don't, know, you don't know what led the people to who they are. No doubt. And I tried all the time, but he was always nice to me. Yeah, there you go. You know, so and he only messed up in front of me at least sixteen times. <laughs> that, that was it. Sixteen <laughs> times. It was it. Yeah, he asked, and I was, and I said, sure, go ahead, whip it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about a thing. I don't know. I didn't well, want to wear the hats though. He disappeared from XM Radio. Oh, he was, uh, when oh, that, that right. happened, and now I'm starting to notice because I'd listen to all the different comedy channels on there. He's just now starting to creep back on it. Oh, his, the the airings, yeah. the airings right. of his yeah. albums. Yeah, yeah. Are just now starting to creep. Well, back that's on. good. Well, I, don't, I don't think people hate him as much as the media wanted us to hate him. I know? think that's true. Yeah, I think the media wanted us to turn on him, and we were like, we kind of like him, but we understand. But everyone's afraid to say anything. Remember when Matt Damon said. That what he did wasn't as bad as what Weinstein did, but they both need to be dealt with. Yes. And Rose McGowan yelled at Matt Which Damon. Which is true. Yeah, and then Rose McGowan yelled at him. And I think at that moment, every man knew, don't say anything. Just don't say but anything. But we can't live that way. Well, I, uh, yeah. I, we, we, I kept quiet for about a year, but now I'm talking about it with you. And yeah, it's being recorded. I just... <laughs> you know what I mean? But I was quiet about it. radio stations all over the place. <laughs> I, uh, but... 
we I talk about this stuff all the time that we all have different uh, experiences. Yeah. We all see life differently. Mm. Different things affect us differently. You can't just say that's horrible. Yeah, what would be to some people, other yeah. people would not be horrible. Patrice O'Neill said it best. Oh God, I love you. You don't love own him. what offends you. Exactly. We were talking about the other day that somebody was upset that Andy Kindler did a Holocaust joke. I love Andy. It's like Kindler. I, I, I draw the line there. Somebody said it's like you don't own the Holocaust. No. If you own the Holocaust, we would ask. May we do jokes about the Holocaust? No. But he, he like you don't own it. So Andy Kindler's Jewish. Let him if he wants to owe a joke about it. You just leave. I love. You can't Andy. complain. Yeah. I love Andy. He's. He's great. Yeah, he yeah. is great. He's yeah, a nice guy. That's exactly what I'm, I try to tell people, and they get really upset with me. It's like, we don't have the same experiences. What might really offend you doesn't offend me at all. Exactly. So it doesn't mean that you're right or I'm right. It's yeah. just we're different. That's how it is. You know? I get really offended at things. Well, I don't like when people eat with their mouth open. <laughs> I don't like You don't like that either? Oh, I hate it. Oh, God. And, it, and it, they call it, oh, then they God, gave a name to it, misophonia. They're, they're, yep. they're blaming us. They're blaming the victims. <laughs> like if I farted on an elevator, I don't blame you for having a sensitive nose. It's You know what I mean? It's your fault. Close your mouth. Your mother told you to close your mouth. And you just forgot. You know, close your mouth. I can't stand it. Chewing so I, with your mouth open. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate it. So, so I'm watching TV, and if somebody eats with their mouth open, I just change the channel. Screw them. I fired an attorney once for doing that. Yeah, I love it. I was going to I love that. Like an important meeting, and we're sitting there, and he, he's looking at me, he's going like, well, what do you think we should do? Like, you're gone. Oh, God, that's I great. can't do it. I that's cannot. so wonderful. I can't handle it either. Spitting on themselves. And, oh, God. Close your mouth. Close your mouth. Well, you're a nice Italian yeah. guy, a nice Catholic boy. We don't do that. No, no, you just you close your mouth. It's There's certain things, you, you know. Yep. Uh, you don't pull your smoke in somebody's face. No. Don't don't you know? Don't smoke in front of a kid when a kid walks by. Hide the cigarette. You know, there's certain like well, yeah. certain things you should do. I couldn't agree more. But close your mouth when you all eat. Just close bias, your mouth. All bias, discriminative laws are based in the fact of not in t- your intent, but how the other person perceives. Yeah, them. which is obnoxious because people can perceive anything right. anyway yeah, if they're crazy anyway, enough. If they want to, certainly. I. Well, speaking of both crazy and um, the San Ysidro thing, did you know that the guy's wife, two years later, sued McDonald's? What? For what? She said that the reason he shot the place up was because of the MSG in their chicken. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> See, there you go. The Big yeah. Mac cop didn't defend us. <laughs> he made so, with cheese, let this happen. He parted him. She didn't win. No. <laughs> Good. Of course God. not. She tried to... She seeked oh $5 million dollars in damages. The wife. How dare you? How dare you? Your husband... Well, if you were having sex with your husband, this wouldn't have happened. And now you're, now you're, suing, you're suing the people you... That you killed. Well, she also used to, I mean, she should have known something was amiss when he would go into violent outbursts, and in order to calm him down, she would take out a deck of tarot cards and pretend to read his future. Oh, no. Yeah. And apparently he dislocated her jaw at least once, and she didn't seem to mind that. So this was was not a normal couple. Mm -mm. No, this was a very messed up couple. That's a shame. He did that one in July of 1984. Is that when it happened? Uh, Yeah, I believe so. I can't believe it. And those commercials are still sitting somewhere. Oh, yeah, all seven of them. They're just sitting there with me going, Yeah? McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) Sons of bitches. July 18th, 1984. July 1984, yeah. Because I was coming back. Why am I laughing? We were going on our honeymoon. My wife and I were up in Canada on our honeymoon right? because we got married July 7th of 1984. Oh. So it must have happened around, what, the 21st, something like that? The 18th, 19th, 20th? I just said the 18th. 18th. It was yeah. the 18th. Okay. Mm. So back then, you, to get from Calgary to Minnesota, you had to go Calgary to Salt Lake City to Minneapolis. Now okay. it's a direct flight. Right, right. But back then there wasn't. So and back then there were all, all not in the corridors, there were those... Newspaper boxes everywhere. There are tons of newspaper boxes. Oh, right? my God. It's fine. So I go to catch my next plane, and I keep looking, what did that say? What did that headline in that newspaper say? And I went, oh, no. That's hilarious. I mean, first of all, I'm not really happy. To, what is it, 27 people he killed? Uh, 22. 22 people. Okay. <clears throat> you no, know, that part made me sad, too. But Yeah, that's yeah. a supersized killing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, see sorry. how you I'm... are. I Sorry, <laughs> but uh, I have an airplane story, kind of similar. I'm on JetBlue, fl- flying from New York to LA, and I'm. Um, this is a. 
I would say, when is this? 2005. And so I'm sitting in the aisle, and Michael Richards is next to me in oh, the okay. middle seat. Mm. And so he I call you the big N. <laughs> this was before that. This, <laughs> was, this <laughs> was about two months before, before that. that. <laughs> so I was flying back, and he was sitting next to me. He couldn't have been any nicer. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, we and we we joked around. We were watching the Sri Lanka floods, and he was like, "Oh, that's so horrible." And I'm like, "Yeah." So we're talking, and then he goes, uh, "So I saw you had a script. Are you an actor?" And I go, "I, I, I do stand up as well." And he goes, "I was never good at that." And I said, oh. "And I said, why don't you try it again?" And I said, there's a place called the Laugh Factory. It's your fault. Yeah. I told you I'm the Forrest Cup of bad <laughs> So I said, there's a place called the Laugh Factory. Here's the phone number. Call this guy. Tell him you want to practice under a fake name <laughs> so the crowd doesn't come to see you. So I convinced right, him. Right. And then I'm on the same flight headed back home. And I put on the TV, the JetBlue TV. Oh. And Michael Richards has a, break, a racial breakdown. And, oh. I, and I was on the same flight going... I ruined this man's life. Oh. <laughs> I did. Isn't that horrible? That's a great story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I stole, I stole all I have. That and the mango story. I like it. We'll be, we'll be back in a couple of minutes, Tom Bernard. Okay. Tom Bernard, here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority is also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers, come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call Roger or Eddie right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Love this song. My apologies, Tom. All apologies. I love that song. A little Kurt Cobain, a little Nirvana. What else can I say? Everybody's gay. He probably wouldn't be able to sing that song, though, I suppose. Yeah. This is my kind of emo music. It's really a good Grunge. Song. Yeah. You can say that. Hell of a good song. Everybody's gay. <laughs> he does sing that. I, know, I, I just didn't. I don't know why it didn't click till right now. Yeah, that's, he does. That's pretty yeah, funny. He lyric. just said he it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just said it just there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brian Scalaro in studio, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, tomorrow night, eight and ten thirty at Acme. Come down. Yeah, come down and see him. I, Go down and see him. It's a great place anyway. It's just a great club. So well run, yeah. and I need some uh, some sober people. Yeah. Well, why? Because you know. It's so annoying. The guy yelled out Hardy Boys yesterday. What get was drunk the reasons? Who knows? I was heckling him. Yeah. I have yeah. seen that crew drunk before. Oh, I have too. Oh, those guys. Oh, we. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Party they, um, oh, we party hard. 25 year anniversary. Yeah, that's, 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 that's what I was talking I was at the 25 an- year anniversary. And another restaurant people from jd hoyt's came in and oh, did the service great. that night to the crowd and, and to them and they were just out of oh. control well every time <laughs> you go with a drink they just handed you another one just kept doing it and then, i mean this cool. one young lady went from one lap to another lap to another lap oh, and just no, it wasn't Candace. Candace wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah, Candace so wasn't nice. part. Was she was there. Was she there? No, she was there. She was there because she said she was drinking scotch with Lewis. No, she was. was <laughs> she was there, was but Colorado. she was in a dark. Oh, in Colorado. Yeah, with uh, for uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, Chad oh. Daniels. He was filming a, filming a special. Oh, and that was God, the first time. Chad Daniels. I just <laughs> one of the great lines Not of all time. Lewis Lee, who owns Acme, just to poke the bear. Chad comes off stage, it killed it, had a great set, yeah. 
And Louis Lee says to him, Chad Daniel, do you know headliner? Uh, <laughs> he did his best, like, Chinese voice. Oh, yeah. Like, what the hell, Louis? Oh, you know, Louis. Yeah, yeah. Because our studio used to be there. No, I know. You were right. I was there that one time. Yeah. yeah. A couple so, times. So we were there. And all the people had moved out or whatever that, you know, and Lewis was worried that he'd have to move the club and yeah. all this stuff, right? He calls me one day and he says, uh, Tom, I got an answer. I got to answer the problem. I said, okay. He said, should I meet you at the studio? I said, yeah, that sounds good. Because, you know, I love the building. It's yeah, it's a nice building. building. So he comes and he goes, okay, here's how we're going to solve the problem. I can keep the club where it is. I said, yeah, what's the answer? He goes, you buy the building. <laughs> what? Yes, I should buy a, what is it, an eight-story building? Yeah, like that, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm a disc jockey. We don't really have that kind of dough, but, you know. McDonald's was shut up. I never yeah, got, that, got that check. I never got wow. the checks. So. Yeah, that's funny. But it is a, that is a great club. It's got a great feel. It's to one it. of my favorite clubs. Like, when I go there, I know it's going to be a problem-free week. Like, literally, I was in... Arkansas, somebody threw a chair at me in April. What people, is this? No, everybody just, comes in here now. People getting violent. They're, they're getting worse and worse. There was a group Why? of people waiting outside of a club in Reno to fight me. I think <laughs> I think it's social media. Social yeah, media yeah, has empowered right. everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think It's right. made everybody an entertainer. It's made everybody a politician. And so now they feel their opinions matter. And if you, I don't know. I, I, I think it started from there in YouTube comments. I think the negativity started from there. But it's like, it's terrible. It's really bad. But it's like uh, so when I play acne, when I start acne on my calendar, I'm like, oh, that's gonna be a problem for a week. I'll leave here happy, and then go right back to the crap. <laughs> no, yeah, people don't get. I, speaking of Andy Kindler, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years ago, went saw him, mm-hmm. and he was doing you know talking about Red Bull and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he said, you know how the people sit right next to the stage, mm-hmm. right? They sit right there. So Andy does his. If you drink Red Bull. You'll want to kill yourself. And the guy in the front row goes, why don't you? Wow. And Andy looks down and he goes, what? He goes, why don't you kill yourself? <laughs> wow. So what Andy did, because I was with a guy, Mike Fitzgibbons, who's 6'6 six, six and weighs about 340. Uh-huh. So he's looking for us. We're gonna, he's like. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy, so they did a great job. They removed the guy. Wasn't a big scene or any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're very the good there, yeah. But then the guy waited outside and uh-huh. badmouthed everybody as they came out because he was waiting on the street. So you you wow. No, but it happens more often. Than you Does it? Or you it's, just are like, it's oh, getting worse, worse and worse and worse. It is getting worse yeah. and worse and worse. Worse and worse and worse. I'm here to laugh. Yeah. I've been talking about this quite a bit lately. You guys, men and women, are the only ones left who can maybe get a good grip on what's really going on. Mm. You take the chances. You yeah. guys get on stage. and you, Why would anybody get mad about that? It's, I don't it's, get it. Because it's easy. You know how people get, when uh, when there's a murderer or a pedophile, let's say, in the same jail. Yeah. Everybody wants to beat up the pedophile. Nobody wants to beat up the murderer. Because it's that's easy true. to beat up a pedophile. That's true. So when you attack the comedian and don't attack the politician, you're basically attacking the jester, not the I king. I like it. And so it's easier. I like it. That's and they, they come after us because they know we got nothing. And they know just a couple of Yelp reviews, a couple of tweets, and our career is over. Look, look, you know what I mean? They know that. And I'll tell you something. That's the way it goes. We have an, an interest in a restaurant. Right. And I tell the story quite often. A 19-year-old woman did a Yelp review. Uh-huh. She said, and you'll love this. Yeah. As an Italian man. Uh, she, her, her Yelp review was, oh, that restaurant. I hate that restaurant. I went to that restaurant, and I ordered pasta negre, and it was black. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, well, so stupid, aren't they? negre means black, yeah. so, uh, yeah, she was very upset that her pasta was That's black. Funny. I went to the comedy club, and he was telling jokes <laughs> in this day and age with all the horrible stuff in the world. He was up there being humorous. That's kind of the stuff that happened. Oh, I, it, do, it really all does, Yelp, it? All Yelp reviews are just somebody who was wrong and got told they were wrong. That's what I'm convinced oh, that all oh. Yelp reviews are just uh, somebody to cause the problem, Yelp and they really kick them is, out, and now they attack that. Yeah, day. it's yeah. people who yeah. cause the kind of problems that yeah. they. But it's the kind of person who is constantly saying how much they're sick of drama. Yeah, it's like why? Why do you think <laughs> drama, drama follows you yeah, around? Yeah. 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 So there's a whole there's whole sites dedicated to lies. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yelp is yeah, just a yeah. bunch of lies. It is. And the good reviews are like the cousin of the restaurant. You know what I mean? 
The good reviews are yeah. like yeah, the good true. reviews are fake and the bad reviews are also fake, but yeah. in a different way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I don't even understand why it still exists. I don't know. Yeah, why? Did, I, I well, never, there's a reason people don't really pay much attention I to it anymore. I don't even look at it. I don't even look at it. Yelp? I don't need that. Yeah, I know. I stopped reading everything. I just type my thoughts in, like on Twitter or, or Instagram, and I just close the computer. <laughs> I'm afraid to look at anything anymore. Cassie and I were talking about this earlier. You know, people go after me on the on the internet, and sure. Facebook, and Twitter, yeah, sure. and all that stuff. I can guarantee most of that is driven by other radio people. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that guy's a jerk. You know, thinking yeah. he can get me fired and then they somehow do better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, come on. Yeah, I'm really hurt. Yeah, yeah. When I do those comics podcasts who are very confrontational, mm-hmm. uh, their fans love confronting. Oh, yeah. So it's like, I did like Robert Kelly's once and I got attacked. And I'm I like, like yeah, Robert Kelly. I love Robert. He was, yeah, I did Robert it because I love guy. Robert. Yep. He's a good hearted guy. He is. He's a very nice Great hearted guy. guy. Yep. And some of his fans are okay. They just they were like, oh, we didn't like that guy. I'm like, well, you, I was like, okay, I won't be back. Don't worry about it. I have no. It's totally, <laughs> well, I I was like, it's totally fun. Totally fun. Yeah. My favorite is I did Conan. Before I did Conan, I rehearsed the set at the Laugh Factory. Laugh Factory recorded it, put it on their website on the YouTube, and so now I called them and said, can you take that down because I'm I'm doing this on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. So then I do it on, and then Conan airs it on YouTube. And all the comments are, he stole this off a guy at the Laugh Factory. Yeah. <laughs> they, wow. they accused me of stealing my own jokes. People are stupid and they shouldn't have a voice. Uh, yes. That's the majority of people should not have the... Right. Yeah. There, yeah. There's a reason their opinions never mattered till now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's mm-hmm. why now, they're being, now there's equality. I was thinking, like, John Candy could be famous back then, and if you wanted to, if you wanted to write a letter to a celebrity, you had to, you had to call, you had to call and find yeah. the fan club, oh, you had yeah. to get your mother to buy a stamp, you had to write yeah. a letter, you had to walk <laughs> two blocks to the mailbox. Now you can just type, you're a fat, you got a big neck. Like, on, <laughs> You have a big neck, oh no. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. Really that's horrible. like the first comment on my YouTube video, nice neck. Like, uh, thanks. My whole 25 years just reduced to my my neck size. 18 and a half, by the way. 18 and a half neck. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> no, the reason I say that is because yeah, yeah. mine used to be 20. Really? My shirt size was 20, 37. You look good. How'd you lose weight? That's a thing called Nutrimos. It's a good plan. You take, you take these uh, supplements, no drugs or anything like that. You take supplements and you just don't get hungry. Really? Yeah, it really works well. But what do you do when you're born, though? When I'm born? Bored. Oh, <laughs> I thought you said born, too. Yeah, I was like, what? I have, uh, I still have, I still have food in my throat. <laughs> I don't really get bored because it's my wife. My, okay. I don't get bored around her. It's right. just, it just never happens. So, Nutramost and Mrs. Bernard. Yeah, that's exactly how you lose exactly how you lose weight. It's wonderful. But I just pointed out about an hour ago that I... She plays a monkey song. You know, the monkeys. What was it? Here we come. Was there a theme song? Yeah. We're the monkeys. And I had to tell everybody that she does that to poke the bear. She does it to me. (laughs) Because I have a 30-inch inseam and 37-inch arm, so I'm built like a monkey. And I know I'm built like a monkey. Very ape-like. I pointed out to to Mike Stanley that I can scratch my knee without bending over. That's impressive. It's true, though. You know, I am very ape-like, so just keep playing the monkey songs over there, Kathy. It'll be hilarious. I will. So, yeah, 18 and a half inch next, nothing. It, it is. You think it's nothing until you, uh, you're you trying on clothes for a funeral and you cannot. Like, I just can't show up. I'm sorry. I know I said I wanted the chicken at the wedding, but just give it to somebody else. My date's going to bring somebody else. I can't be there. Back when I, the most I ever weighed was like 317. Right. So I go into, was it Valentino in Vegas? Okay. My wife goes, I got to go to Valentino. You should come in there and look at the suits. Hmm. So the guy says to me, what suit size? What's your suit? What's your coat size? I said, uh, it's 56 long. He goes, okay. He grabs a 56 long. But in Italy, a 56 long is different than in America. Okay. Because the sleeves are about that big around. Oh, my God. I got 56 my millimeters? In, wow. I literally got my hand in it, and I couldn't get anything else in the sleeve. <laughs> it's like, uh-oh. Yeah. 
So, I think, do you have a 7037? Uh, Maybe that's what I need. <laughs> I, don't, like I was saying to you yesterday, I don't even fit in my suit anymore. So I'm actually afraid to get too close to people because I'm afraid they'll invite me to their functions. <laughs> so I, I asked them questions like, how are you and Jenny doing? Oh, I just popped the question. All right, I'm going to take, take care of it. It was nice knowing you. Yeah, it'll yeah. be fine. Don't worry about a thing. Over here. You know, it is kind of interesting, though, because people now, um, they're probably the biggest they've ever been, I right, would yeah. think. So why is it still a great concern to a lot of people? I don't really understand. Oh, you're nice neck. Yeah, well, how's your neck looking? Because most likely it's yeah. not the, you know, the, what it used to be back in the day, 14 or Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There is a hatred now for fat people. I, I don't know what it is, but this is a true story. About a month ago, I'm at Ralph's Supermarket. Oh, I love Ralph's. I, so do I. And I didn't even know what it was until Big Lebowski when he was like, <laughs> he's like just because right. we're brave doesn't That's make right. us saps. That's is there right. a Ralph's around here? All right. You're so I right. go to, and I saw John Goodman in a Ralph's. And I went up to him and I said, is there a Ralph's around here? And he had no idea what I was talking about. He thought, I was inside a Ralph's asking if there was a Ralph's around here. Because <laughs> yeah. that's his line. And he thought I was crazy. And he just walked away. How did he not know his own line? Because he forgets. He's moved on with his life. I, I'm, I yeah, still live okay. in his past. That's a great scene. Yeah. Right, so anyway, so I'm putting food on the counter, getting ready to pay for it. And there's a little millennial guy. Race doesn't matter. But he was standing there. Doesn't matter. He was Asian. <laughs> and he's going, he's reading a magazine, but he's not really reading. He's flipping the pages like, so it's just the cover. And so he's watching me put the food on the counter, and he goes, and I said, what's wrong? He goes, you're fat. That's what's wrong. He goes, you're getting all this frozen foods. He's like, yeah, you don't, probably don't exercise, and that's why you're fat. That's what's wrong. Oh and so I, I, couldn't even, I couldn't even believe it. Yeah, really. So I grabbed this magazine. I just threw it across the supermarket. <laughs> and I called security over. And, and security was mad at both of us. And I said, no, you don't understand. He's mocking me for the products you're selling. And, that, yeah, and, that's I, true. and I won it right there. And they were like, okay, that's bye. But it's like, how is that? That's how bad things are getting. That Because complete, like, when you I watch those videos, that. which people are getting attacked for wearing a Puerto Rican shirt. And uh, you know, and the black guy, people are getting called out for barbecuing. Yeah. Yep. And fat people are getting called, getting uh, mocked for buying food at the grocery store. I mean, you're a big guy. Why would you ever insult a guy with shoulders as broad as yours? Because he knows his cameras around, and I'm not going to do yeah. it. So you're not going to. Yeah, you can't do anything him. anymore. No, that's not fair. Yeah, let me just say that. I agree. I, but that's my whole point: is that things are, um, I don't know, just there's no respect for fat people. That's why I have that joke: there's no fat rights. <laughs> There's no Martin Luther Burger King Jr. <laughs> <laughs> you know. and, but still, and I defend fat people in the beginning of my set, and still the first thing people say to me outside is, it's like, you were great, you're fat bastard. Like, I'm like, wow. They I, say I, that I, to yeah, you? Yeah, I, I just offended fat people and made fun of people who make fun of fat people, and they still, it's crazy. The world's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Brian Scalaro is at Acme tonight, tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30. It's great having you. Same here. I'll be shooting up at McDonald's probably next week. Hope you guys come. <laughs> oh, my. Because we got a, a series of commercials coming out. So the timing. <laughs> <laughs> was, thank you so much for having me. I always oh, enjoy great. being with you, Tom. I thank love you. talking to you, Brian. Thanks, Same